This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Oli Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. In this episode, we are discussing how two accelerometer companies actually join their forces to provide better products for their customers. And we have a great guest for this episode. Our guest is a computer systems engineer. He is the CEO and co-founder of Sense Innovation APS. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Kasper Lückekart. Welcome again, Kasper. Thank you, Ari. A pleasure to be here. Yeah, so this is our, our second recording now. And in the first part, we were covering how you ended up establishing a a company and and developing a cloud-based accelerometer system. So after you get the product ready, what kind of challenges you have faced getting it to potential customers? You can say one of the uh, one of the points um, is that it's so you can say selling something within the the research and, and healthcare area that that requires a lot of network. So um, I I think building building up this network. I think we we have a quite extensive network now built up in Denmark, but building this network internationally um, is really something where we're, where we're looking for for partners. And and the other the other part of the answer for that question is also, well. We actually want to sell our product for multiple purposes, and um, and it's very very difficult for a small company like like ours to to actually you know grasp all these different possibilities also market wise. So going out with you know a product for like research, going out with a product for healthcare, going out with you know a lot of different kinds of um, use cases for for the same system. So there we, we really, you know, been searching for partners as well um, to, to help us, you know, go uh, so to, to actually provide the, the right products to the right customers and, and actually, you know, getting, getting other um, potential customers to, to know about our system in general. Yeah, so maybe maybe good to clarify here that uh, probably many of the listeners already know that in addition to hosting this podcast, I, I work as a CEO of Fibian. And we we also working in the in the activity tracking and and we actually saw uh, what Casper and his colleagues have developed from from their website uh, like an exceptional cloud based system and I think it really really fit our vision to make make easy to use but accurate systems to measure sedentary behavior and physical activity for many different applications so we actually took took phone in our hand and called casper and at that point they were basically our competitor and we ended up collaborating together how was it from your perspective like having a phone call from competitors and and just suggesting collaboration i think uh, the best recommendation that you can get is is probably a, a call from a competitor so, so that that's the first thing I'm I'm, <clears throat> I'm always positive about about that kind of uh, a thing, right? Because um, 
because that that means that we that we have something that that is actually interesting not only to our customers but but actually also in in a more general sense uh, when when customers uh, or with, with when competitors are also starting to to call and and as i as i mentioned shortly before you can say we we are just too small to not collaborate with other partners for for getting our product out and we have too many use cases to have full focus on all these different use cases so uh, so it was kind of uh, I would I would almost say sent send from heaven when you gave me a call and and it's like you know we 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 supplement each other so well because we are very strong on the technology part um and 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 I think you have a, you have a very strong network as well from uh, from from your side uh, also international which we are lacking a little bit on yeah so I I think for us the collaboration was really a no brainer as, as we really want to offer the best hardware possible and we are kind of adding the the analysis we are adding the the visualization of the data and and we've been now working together to make really the workflow as easy as possible for researchers how do they collect the data and how do they get the participant reports as easily as possible and and also for the for the research data and now we have some some project together for example with the with the clinicians that there will be also parents there will be children and and kind of what kind of feedback we we will have together so we try to develop the system in a way that it would it would fit the workflow best and and provide provide uh, those very well and i think i really uh, agree with you that we complement really well we have different strengths you are really good with the hardware and we have been concentrating a lot for the research market as we are researchers and know but i know that you also collaborate with with other companies could you could you tell a little bit more about those companies and the application areas they they work with yeah definitely um because in general, we we just have uh, you know there's just so many possibilities with with a, a generic platform like like the one that we are, that we have uh, developed. So so one thing, for example, that that we're doing together with a partner um, is that we are targeting dementia patients in in the primary sector, so in these uh, these care homes, and um, they're monitoring like. Um, um, like uh, you can say the, the circadian rhythm of of these uh, these dementia patients because with dementia patients it's a little bit special because you you cannot ask them so there the, uh, the the need is kind of obvious to to look into what are what are they doing what what uh, what is their what is their circadian rhythm so for example if you have a dementia patient who is up all night um he or she would ov- obviously be tired during the day so when when the care personnel are coming in and they're seeing oh this this person here he or she is is really really tired what can we do about that then they should maybe focus on because they can see this from data they can then focus on you know providing more um more calm more security ar- around the the person so that they are they would be able to fall asleep, for example. They could provide medication for for that part if needed. So they could really, you know, target the um, 
the care where it's it, it actually provides value um and and we are out in 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 10 uh, municipalities in, in Denmark with that product and and it's it's coming also in Sweden and Norway currently so so all all run by by one of our our partners on it um and we also provide kind of you know product development we have a another another partner who's doing a a product for analyzing um vo2 max values as the the kind of um you know how uh, how fit you are so you can get just by by putting a device on on your chest for for 30 seconds you you get a, a fairly precise value on on how fit you are as a as a person so um so that that will actually come out as a medical device here in, in one of the coming years where we are providing the, the hardware basis for for that product so um so we actually have multiple collaborations like this and 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 that is of course because we have developed this this generic platform and we've developed everything kind of like from from the bottom up so uh, so we have the full knowledge to to kind of you know adapt a little bit here adapt a little bit there in order to make it fit and of course that's that's quite strong when you know researchers come to us when clinicians come to us and they ask for something you know can you can you tweak a little bit here can you do something here and in order for for having the full value for getting the full value out of the of the system of the data provided um but it's of course also you know the same when we look to um to other applications yeah and i i think it's really important like we like like we talked earlier in the earlier recording that really small things might make a difference whether it works in the in the primary healthcare how much it's work for researchers so i think fine tuning the small details to fit the workflow whether it's the researcher whether it's the clinician and and thinking of all the people involved whether it's a parent a child a patient a clinician or a researcher that what each part of of those need so uh, so we try to collaborate with you that we could make it as easy as possible for researchers that it would fit the with the workflows of researchers and provide best possible like for example that you can switch off the patient feedback so they don't know anything when you when you don't want to provide it when it's a kind of intervention phase and then you can show it on the times when you when you want uh, how how do you see in general the advantages of this collaboration for for research seen, seen locally i i think again you know creating value from a system like this requires a lot of domain knowledge and i think what has uh, enabled us to to actually you know develop systems which provide value is that we are very you can say we're very focused on involving the the right competencies and very you can say you can say focused on that that we do not have ourselves and as mentioned I'm an engineer of background and and I don't have the knowledge you know to to gain all the value from from this data in these specific kind of clinical or research scenarios so we need to work with someone who is you know who has this this knowledge and we've been from the beginning you know really working with 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 researchers with with clinicians but that's also where i see the value of our collaboration because uh, 
the uh, the competencies that that Fibion has, um, you know, in um, uh, looking at at Fibion and Sense, so so the 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 the, um, the competencies that you have, which are different from from ours, I you can say that is a kind of a significant difference uh, on especially the. The, the networking, the, the international references, um, just like we're sitting here in in a, uh, a podcast, that is that is not something that you can say we would be able to do from from sense side with with our uh, with our focus with our competencies in house. And and you said that you you can you can customize and fine tune the system. I think it's interesting to a little bit talk about how how difficult, how easy it is, and what kind of things are easy to customize. Because, you know, as a user of different applications, different devices, as a user of devices, as a researcher, you're sometimes wondering, like, why this needs to be like this? Why is it not doing like that? So could you give a little bit of a engineer perspective, like what things are usually easy to modify and what things are difficult that they are kind of deeper in the system that maybe our listeners could understand why sometimes something is not working like they they wish what how how is the process of adapting systems yeah you you can say when if you if we start out by just looking at at the research area because that's it's it's quite comprehensive um then um you can say usually what what we do is we use the, the same device because we're getting all this raw data out of that device, so we, all the we we actually have a very large kind of freedom to interpret that data in different ways. So so we use the same device, we use the same method of mounting, which is kind kind of versatile with with the patches. So basically, you could mount those patches anywhere, right? So if you want a device which would be specific for like like hand movements, for example, you could actually mount the patches on on your hand, uh, or you could make a a wrist worn kind of uh, thing, which which would would encapsulate the device. Um, and and then from there, you know, we get all the raw data into the platform, and you can then start making customized uh, setups for that. So that means if you look at research, we have a number of standard things that we interpret. But we could build on top of that. Um, one thing that we're looking into currently is, for example, extending the interpretations that we have with sleep monitoring as well. Um, another thing that we're looking into, actually together with uh, with the National Research Center for for Work Environment here in in, um, in Denmark, is that we're we're looking into work environment exposures. So looking at you know what are you what are you exposed to in terms of, uh, of physical um, things when you're when you're doing when you're doing work? Are you standing for prolonged periods? Are you are you you know sitting down for too long? Which would probably be what what I would be um, what I would be <laughs> be doing if I was evaluated by that system. Um, but, um, but 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 there you you can say that that's a way of of utilizing kind of the same basic system to provide another kind of value for it so the interpretations would be one thing the way of, of exporting and visualizing data would uh, would kind of be <clears throat> would be another thing and that that's also why i see a, a large benefit from our collaboration because 
our system is set up so that it's quite easy for us to provide data on different levels to uh, to Fibion for the Fibion system as well. So that means that you can fairly easily build a system on top which would provide very specific kind of uh, visualizations, very specific data exports, which would fit for these very specific scenarios. Like what we're doing also for, with, with the example before of, of the work environment research. That it's different parameters that you would like to get out simply than what it would be if you're looking towards like clinical research, for example, in, in a hospital. And yeah, we have we have already done the work of integrating the Fibian reports, and it was a it was a smooth smooth process of integrating. And and now in the future, we are looking to we've been working with the animation videos for the kids' feedback, so we will be integrating that also in the future that you can you can provide for children animation feedback in in the form of animation. And we have been getting good encouraging feedback for those those animation videos. Uh, so, so you mentioned about sleep detection. Could you tell a little bit more about, I think that's important for the, for the researchers. It's, it's important to measure the 24 hour cycle. What, what kind of things you do and what replaces what then you can actually see that, for example, does the physical activity affect the next night's sleep or vice versa? So could you tell a little bit more about that? Yeah, that that is uh, that is exactly the point. We we've been doing um, sleep detection together with um, with a uh, large research project and 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 some of the research groups in in Copenhagen area here, where we actually have a project where we're monitoring. I think it's five hundred and twenty uh, children, and um, and there we're then looking at you know for these these children i think they're aged 11 and in the next round here they will be aged then 15 um but then we're looking at you know how well are they they sleeping compared to their physical activity and then they have um um they have different uh, illnesses as well so we can couple that and say well this child you know, are they um, if they have this kind of illness are they then more exposed to you know, not sleeping right, for example. So we simply developed this system to fit very precisely into the requirements of uh, of that that specific research. So they actually, and that there will be there will be a peer reviewed reviewed article out here in um, in in the coming months or two, actually, um, which which will uh, put a little bit more detail on on what I'm mentioning here. But it's it's a very very exciting project, actually, to be to be honest. Um, to to explain a little bit more, you know, about what what are we then doing with the uh, with the sleep monitoring? Because I think, as some of you will know, if you work a lot with with accelerometry data, is that you know detecting the exact point in time where you fall asleep, detecting the you know the different sleep stages is is not that easy actually when you look at accelerometer data, and, and especially when you when you have data from a sensor which is mounted on the leg, um, which is, you can say, very good for monitoring physical activity during the day. But when you look at sleep, um, you, you simply get less motion to, to work with when you, have a, when you have a sensor on the leg. But on the other hand, 
you still get these kind of physical activity things in. So you, for example, we can see directly in the data when the person is standing up, which would be this kind of orientation of the sensor, or if they are lying down or sitting down, which would be this orientation of, of the sensor. So so that that is actually enabling us to fairly precisely see when are they going to bed, when are they lying down in bed, and uh, also fairly precisely see when are they you know getting up in the morning. So from there we can then look at you know how how are the movements and looking that then into you know how how uh, long a time will it will will it be before you can say after they go to sleep before they actually fall asleep. Um, and then we look at during the night how much they again move and we can look at you know how long are the periods where they do not move that much. Um, and, and based on that, we can give an indication of, um, you can say, the quality of sleep during night. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.